Thank you. All right. I'd like to welcome everyone to the City of, city of Zephyr Hills City Council meeting, Monday, December 11th, 2023. It's 6.08. Um, could I please have the roll call? Yes, sir. Lance Smith. Here. Kenneth Burgess. Here. Mayor Monson. Here. Steve Spina. Here. Jody Wilkerson. Here. Charles Proctor. Here. Matthew Maggart. Here. William Poe. Here. Thank you. Um, I'd like to again welcome everyone to the council meeting tonight. This is our last one of the year, actually. So you had a very special meeting tonight. Um, and, and if I could get you to silence any electronic devices you have, and oh, really? also, yeah, you, Charlie. And then uh, <laughs> also, if we could, um, if you need to speak, you can sign up to speak with our clerk, Lori Hillman, up here. With that, I would ask uh, everyone to stand for the invocation given by Kendall DeFord, and we'll follow up with the pledge. Let's pray. Father, it's a joy to live in you, in this city, among these people, among these businesses. Thank you for the blessings that we have, the privileges that we have, and the freedoms that we have. We pray that you would be a part of this meeting tonight. May your spirit be felt, and may we have your kind of wisdom in anything that takes place. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Thank you for that prayer, Reverend. Um, I have been asked by one of our council persons to change the way that we that this agenda is. We'll have the consent items first. Um, that was Councilman Spinnett. He said it was bothering him because we normally do it consent first. So uh, let's entertain the consent agenda first. I move that we approve the consent agenda as presented. Second. Second for approval of the consent items. All in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Good. All right. And then the next item is the uh, rate study increase. And who's going to handle that for us tonight? All right, Mr. Tony Harrison from Mark Tillis. Sorry. Hello, good evening. Tony Hi. Harrison, Reptilis. Thank you. Oh, good to be here again. I should see familiar faces. Um, I have a brief presentation for you, verbal. I know in your packet you have a, um, you have a, uh, um, a little background, a one-page background, but mo more interesting to people like me, you've got a nice uh, thick report here, which I will um, read only select words from for your uh, for your benefit. In fact, what I'll do is uh, I'm just going to reference one page, which is a rate comparison at the end of my presentation. So mostly it's good news in that um, even though your rates would be increasing, it's just to, it's keeping up with inflation. In the meantime, the city has a lot of capital improvements that it's looking at doing. Um, the city last raised rates about three years ago in 2021. Um, and what we looked at is what we've looked at for the city in the past before is a five-year plan, five-year financial plan going out to 2028. Very comprehensive on operations, uh, looking at the growth in your system, which obviously you are growing, um, and the capital necessary, necessary to meet the growth and to keep your system in good repair as well. 
Um, we also look at the existing debt that you have as well, making sure that's funded um, and additional debt as well to fund the capital. Um, the capital is uh, significant. It's $53 million, um, includes such things as water main extensions, new wells, um, water department building, new lift station, force main improvements. Um, and the funding is a mixture of, and we always try to optimize the funding, reserves, capacity fees, which are from growth, uh, grants, and new debt, as I mentioned before. Um, and new debt is layered in there, and the advantage of having debt is you match the funding of the project with its service life. So as you grow in the future, you're going to have future residents and customers help pay for it in, in addition to existing customers. And again, uh, I mentioned the grants uh, obviously help as well. Um, and there's a, a few low-cost SRF loans, state revolving fund loans. Those are subsidized, low interest rate loans that we have in the plan, um, about $19 million of debt. But again, that's going to get funded from your users. That's built into the rates. Um, <clears throat> the bottom line is uh, we're proposing a series of rate increases. We're calling them inflationary. Um, we showed them at 3% a year. Um, we don't know what those future years are going to be exactly, but you follow an index, uh, the consumer price index, and so we're projecting 3%, similar to what other economic projections are. But every year, you just review it and adjust it by that rate to keep pace with inflation. Um, the one clarification I will make is your, your memo and your ordinance speaks to 4.2%. And since the time we published this report, um, the inflation actually came in a little higher. Um, but since we already have the numbers baked in in the capital plan and talking with staff, we all agreed just keep it at 3% of what for this, um, this year upcoming what's proposed so that it's consistent with, with what's in the report. So um, in the ordinance, what we're, what we're proposing is um, instead of the 4.2, based on the more recent data that just came in on CPI, that you just do the 3% this year and review it every year moving forward. To give you an idea of what that looks like for your customers, um, on page, in the executive summary on page four, there's a chart um, that has a comparison. Actually, they have, we have it up there on the screen. Can you go back, please, to page four? It's in the bottom left-hand corner is the page number. Uh, just, there it is. Yeah, there's a, there's a chart of residential customers using 3,000 gallons, which is the average consumption, and you can see uh, in the middle to the right, City of Zephyr Hills existing um, water and sewer. This is most customers have both services. It's $55.84 per month. Um, with the proposed 3% increase effective in February, it would go to $57.51. So um, a slight increase there. Um, we surveyed these uh, other utilities a little while ago. So most others do index as well. And so this, this takes you... Um, through the end of September this year, and then you would review it every year. So what we expect moving forward, we don't know what these other utilities are going to be doing, um, but we know that all of them are facing pressures and they're going to be going up. So what we expect in your five-year plan through 2028 is that you would keep the relative um, ranking, if you will, and it's not a ranking like you're competitive. It's you're meeting your costs. That's what you're, you're charged to do to keep this system this system going. So um, your the biggest challenge is implementing the capital, getting that in the ground to keep your system in good good repair. And this ordinance with the one adjustment for taking the 4.2 just down to 3% um, and then doing that every year 
is what's needed on the fiscal side with the rates so that um, the system pays for itself moving forward. You have a sustainable asset, sustainable utility system, and you're there for the future. So with that, um, I will leave it there for any questions. Questions? Uh, how much money are we going to raise by this increase? It's about 300, uh, annually about $350,000 uh, of uh, increase. Thank you. You're welcome. I have a question. Um, Good to see you. Um, a couple months ago, we approved a Im improvements at the wastewater treatment plant for required by the state. What was that called, Tom? It was about a $20 million improvement that we implement. We approved it. I'm listening. Uh, state required us to add equipment to the wastewater treatment plant over a 20 year period for environmental. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, are those projects included in here? Sorry, I'm, I'm following. You guys acted like you never heard it before. <laughs> well, first you, you said 20 million, but the project, yeah, as Ted was saying, the project's complete. We're we're wrapping up the project, and so that was the final uh, funding um, mechanism. We were given a, a total that it said it would be about a 20 million dollar addition. No, no, okay, I miss. All right, sorry. Okay, that's included. Yes, that's included in the study. So the okay. answer, question, yes. right. whatever yeah. number it is. that debt is included. Councilwoman Wilson. So um, I had this conversation earlier with uh, the city manager. I haven't had a chance to talk about it with Mr. Bostic, but um, you know, my first question is just because the CPI is, it increases, is that always a, um, necessary? The, is that always necessary, the harbinger for us to raise rates? And the reason why I ask this is because some of the comments I've had from residents um, who I represent many residents are mistrustful of, of utilities, public utilities. A perfect example is in 2014, Duke Energy promised the people of Levy County that they were going to build a nuclear plant that would make their, that would reduce the cost of their energy. And, and, and then they changed their mind, but, but the residents who had paid in in advance for all the money didn't get their money back. In fact, you know, Duke Energy got back $150 million. So, you know, that's just shameful behavior. And I'm not saying that our city would ever do that. But the reality is, is that my question to Mr. Uh, Poe was, five years ago, we raised rates and we, and, and we stockpiled money to make improvements to our system. My question is, is every penny spent, because it's not a, it's not a for-profit business. It's, a, it's what's called an enterprise. Um, just for the, I know you know this, but just for the edification of everyone else, is that an enterprise department doesn't necessarily mean that it's for profit. It means that it generates enough revenue to support itself versus being um, supported by the general fund. So the, the idea would be that we always operate at about zero, that we don't have a lot of profit, but we are including money set aside for uh, bonds for debt for things like that that we meet the requirements for that so my question was simply 
have we committed, have we delivered on the commitment that we made to the people of our community five years ago when we raised their rates? Uh, I, would, I would answer just from my perspective of having been involved with the city's rates off and on through that period is yes. Um, you know, moving forward, there's $55 million of projects to do in the past. Projects required, whether you know, for growth or regulatory, are ones that um, have been approved or there's funding approved. As far as accounting for the money, there's an audit that's done every year. And you know, that's, that's not our, our responsibility is help guidance on rates. Right. We, I, we, I we help it. you guide, guidance on rates. You do audit the funds. The advantage you have, and the, the thing I enjoy about public uh, utilities, local utilities, is this is the governing board. You have an independent audit. It's, it's all right here. There's, not, there's nothing out of North Carolina or anywhere else where things are done. They're done, they're done here. Decisions are made here. So it's very local, it's very tangible, um, and the assets are here as well. So um, the money stays in the system in that you know, the revenue collected goes for the benefit of the system. And the challenge on utilities is that it's capital intensive. In order to be in the position you are now, as opposed to if you had to build everything new today, is that would be quite an undertaking. This is enough of an undertaking already having established utility and and doing the regulatory and doing the upgrades and so forth. But you already have a you already have a customer base. You already have the assets in the ground. And as I said, all that's audited. It's not going any anywhere else. It's not a sub component of of the county or the state or some corporation. So it's all very local, very tangible, and you have the audit results as well. And the budget is a public process that you went through a few months ago as well. So you, you pretty much have the highest form of tra uh, transparency to having a local utility um, compared to being a Duke customer. I was in the same boat. So I, you, know, what do you, what do you, you go to a public service commission meeting, you know, regional meeting to file your complaint, but still it's you know, it's some part of a very large operation. Um, so this is very different in <coughs> the city of Zephyr Hills is you have your assets here, you control the budget, you have it uh, audited independently as well. Any other questions? I have, sure. Um, one of the first things that I got to look at it when I got on city council a number of years ago, a couple of city managers ago too, was, was a rate, rate study and an increase. And one of the things that they showed us was that we hadn't raised our rates in a number of years, as I recall. And we were kind of like on the, the low end, and everybody was up there. And so, you know, it kind of made sense, okay, if we'd been down here for a number of years, maybe we should try to work our way towards the middle, which we did. And now it looks like we're kind of working our way a little bit more to the other end. Um, although all of those are pretty similar, and even though we're pushing ourselves out there. Um, they're pretty similar in, in, in rates. Uh, I guess my biggest thing is, and, and this kind of goes with what we were talking about before with affordable housing and other things, I mean, since then we've kind of had like a rate increase, rate increase, rate increase, rate increase, and we went a number of years where we didn't have rate increase, and we're doing the same thing you're just talking about, we have to operate. And how were we able to operate before? So, and I know things go up, but I'm not saying that this is not something we shouldn't do. But I also think we need to kind of look internally a little bit, maybe on our projects, or is, is there ways that we can save money other than just raising rates, is what I'm getting at. Is there ways that we can still do our operations that we need to do, um, and, and without just a, a perpetual raise of rates every, every year? And I mean, that question is probably not for you, because... <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but, I, I, I mean, I think that's, I think, you know, I, I kind of feel like we need to look at that too because we do have to operate and we do have to, you know, be able to afford to do that. But I just was wondering how we're able to do that for a number of years and now all of a sudden every year we have to raise the rates. Well, I think one is inflation, um, right. but the question of, of funding, you know, staff I think does a very good job of looking for grants, um, alternative funding sources, so state appropriations, um, we're going after that. Um, SRR, now there's S state revolving fund loans, and those are typically very low interest, um, so that helps. Um, but then there's, I know, for like Reclaim Water, we've received a 50% grant, so we have to match 50%. Um, so to try to keep the cost low, as far as we look for additional funding uh, to try to keep the increases, um, you know, I think we can look for efficiencies. Well, I guess what I'm looking for is, well. there, is there a mechanism in here where, let's say, in a, a, number, a year, two years from now, we, we get a bunch of that funding and we're able to do a lot of things. Can we, is there a way that we could, we, that year we don't have to raise rates? Or, is, I mean, we're setting ourselves up where they're just going to go up every year no matter what we do. So that's, that's what I'm kind of getting at. Is there, is there something where, you know, if we have a, a year where we get a lot of grants or we do whatever we do, save money somehow, you know, is there a way that we can forego a rate increase on any particular I'll inter interject year? interject there. I would say absolutely. Okay. We've done that with many of our clients depending on, and it's been very challenging as of late, but, you know, going back 10 years ago, things were very stable because of the economy and you're coming out of the housing bust. Right. And so, you know, a lot of folks are keeping rates the same. <clears throat> um, now we're in a growth environment in the last two years in particular, the, the inflation rates, the capital costs have gone through the roof. They really have gone up. It's been a very big challenge out of the blue. So, but we certainly have worked with many of our clients on a multi-year plan and said, um, let's hold off for, for a year. I was down in Marathon um, a couple months ago, and that, that had happened uh, for the last couple of years. Like, can we hold off? We've done very well. You know, we've got a lot of tourists coming in, and they <clears> held <throat> off for a couple of years. And it's like, you can't hold, you can't hold off. Right. And they actually had to make up a little bit. But you could certainly look at this at any point in time. And you know, as you said, if, if the capital winds up being less, more efficient, more grants, yeah. Could, you could, you and that, that's good. That's, that's what I was a little concerned with. It's just like, you know, I didn't want to necessarily have automated. And I do understand the economy, that everything's gone up in price and all that. That, that all makes sense. I, I get all that. But I just feel like, um, you know, just a month or so ago, we we're going through a big thing with raises for our employees. And it's like, oh, you know, the price, everything's going up, and we're trying to make it where they can. And we're going to turn around and raise water rates, too. So, I mean, it's just sort of like a never ending cycle. So I'm just hoping, I'm just glad to hear that there is a mechanism to where. If, if we have a good time, maybe we don't have to raise rates that year. And oh, and so, I, so I appreciate you know, that. I'd like to see us stave that off for a year because I think what's going to happen is we're going to see, I think we're going to see, we're going to enter into a recession, uh, an adjustment of the rates of, I know, but interest rates, housing costs, all of those construction costs, <laughs> if those go down, these rates don't go down. And, you know, the reality is, is that we don't, you know, people's salaries, people's, incomes aren't going up and i still have people who live in an older part of downtown that are complaining about their lift stations that stink and that they haven't been renovated and haven't been restored and you know they say you raised my rates five years ago and haven't done anything for me and it is you know if the theory is is that all these new developments that are coming in that those are supposed to be paying for themselves that the 
you know, that the developers are supposed to be contributing to the cost of extending the lines and all that. So really the monies that we're preserving, the monies that we're using to restore the, the lines couldn't, you know, shouldn't that be from, you know, from, from, this, from these increases or the monies that we have set aside in reserves? Yes. We can let oh. Councilman Proctor because he's been waiting. Um, I'm in. I'm sorry. You want? You can go. <laughs> go ahead. I'm in agreement with uh, both Councilman Burgess and Councilwoman uh, Wilkerson. We have been raising rates on certain things and giving raises, and a lot of people, a lot of our citizens, live week to week. And I know it's probably not a large increase per month, but to some people it may be. And I kind of, I was shocked that it was on the agenda right away. And I would really like to see us um, really look into this and see if there's other ways that we can come up with the money besides raising the water rates. That's just me. Well, I have a couple of questions about the, <clears throat> the report. Um, one, I, I think basically, I, I mean, one, one basic truth of it is the money that goes into water and sewer, people aren't going to see the improvements. They're all underground and, and they're, they're, you know, it's the basic function of when you get up in the morning, the first thing you do is turn a faucet on. If there's not water there, you're going to be calling immediately. So it's a very important function of what we do. Um, I think that unfortunately, you have to raise rates sometimes to keep up. Um, like you said, we just put, I'm not sure how many million into the wastewater sewer treatment plant to meet state requirements on environmental improvements that we had no choice in. And, you know, we, we approved that just weeks ago. Um, I do have a couple questions, though, about some of the, the funding sources um, for the CIP. I guess capacity fees, are those connection fees now? Is that what you call connection fees? What yeah, are capacity? Yeah, impact fees. The impact yeah, fees. Been trying to change the terminology to connection fees for okay, um, yeah, because statutory reasons. We used to yeah. call them impact fees, and there are connection fees, and now are there capacity yeah, same thing. fees? Yeah. Okay, but I noticed that they drop off quite a bit by the time we get to fiscal year 2026, and those are, that's I'm on page 15, if I'm reading that right, and then. Um, I didn't see, do we, Billy, do we budget any trans, uh, penny for PASCO in utilities at all, or is that all general fund? And uh, It depends on the year. Because I don't see uh, penny for PASCO in the funding sources either, and that would help. No, we don't get it? We have not used them uh, in utilities. That's what we that would can't, be, though. That would be yeah, we could. an alternative or an addition to or in lieu of or whatever. Right. But I, I was concerned a little bit about the, the lack of connection fees because those are paying for the new growth as, as it comes in. I think there's an anticipate. well, I don't want to speak for the study, but the anticipate. I mean, I think there's a factor there of does the growth drop off? The only way we get the capacity fees is if development continues. Right. So if development slows or dries, that funding source goes but these, away. This is saying by 2026, we're not going to have any growth at all. Though. Yeah. We, we have right? there's there's capacity fees throughout the forecast. There's almost five million dollars worth of new capacity fees built into here. You see where I see the zeros here? No, I, I don't. Okay. I'm on the very last page. Has I'm on the page projection. 15, table nine. Table nine. Okay. Oh, that's that's what you're using the funds on. There's actually 
some funds left over for additional growth because we, you know, you, you can continue to grow, you continue to have those projects. That's the projects identified and what you're spending the money on. Up so to, it's going gonna, it's gonna to ebb and flow. That's spending the money. So then by that time, you'll add those figures to those years as yes. we come along with new yeah. projects. Yes. Okay. Okay. There's more. There's, there's revenue from that source every year. Now, of course, if you quit growing, it's going to be zero, but we don't have Right, yeah, I can't here. imagine that. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I wanted to ask is I noticed um, in the – and I'm not sure what this is, if I'm reading it right. On page 8, um, you have fiscal year 2022 water rate revenues. Um, page 8. Yeah. That's uh, then, historical, yeah. Let me find out what my question is. We charge base rates in water and sewer. So base rates would be part of the revenues for both. Mm -hmm. And then do the base rates increase by that 3% yes. as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then you still have the tiered rates Yes. So there is incentive, lower rate if you use less water. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. I had a question about the base rates, but I can't figure it out now. So um, I will say one one um, one policy. Hearing this discussion, not to um, you know to take away from the discussion is if there's a concern or. Uh, the desire to look for opportunities. Um, you, you, you have there's an ambitious, you know, target here. Ambitious because you're you're having to do it for regulatory and other other means. Fifty five million dollars, and what we have is what I talked about is for February to, to um, for this year, and then the future years is I said three percent. So one other avenue to sort of have more annual control is to go ahead and do this increase this year that was shown on that chart and at come budget time in the spring and summer is review everything, review if a rate increase and kind of figure out if those 3%, that 3% is necessary next year or not. You're about to undertake a lot of debt. You're not in a crisis, but you could very quickly put yourself, because you have faced increases everyone's faced increases and it is it, it is a circular but you don't control um, fuel you don't control insurance you don't control a lot of things we're all receivers of that and, and the utilities are a receiver of that if you if you, you cut it too tight you could be in that situation again where we haven't raised it for years and now we're running out of money and it's a it happens quick it happens in a blink of an eye and what we're trying to do with this plan is keep the city ahead so one one policy recommendation just on the fly, I could I could say if you're not comfortable with, well, let's just set it for CPI for the next, you know, several years, and instead of make, putting it on the commission to get in the way of that and review it every year, you could just say, well, let's get this first increase in place and come budget year, let's see if we really need that 3%, or maybe it could be something a little lower. Um, that's an option as well, because it sounds like the concern is, well, we just set it, and then we just have these increases until 2028, even though they're designed to match like a Social Security type of increase. That's what these these are. But that's um, something for consideration as well as from what I'm hearing. 
when would these rates go into effect if if it was approved February 1st it's too soon I couldn't support that sorry and, and I, I'm just gonna weigh in a little bit because I was looking and uh, I we, we didn't increase one year we missed a year didn't we 2021 and I just kind of happened to look I was like okay what's the annual inflation rate for 2021 seven percent was what what it was six and a half the next year 3.2 I mean we can not do it but we're gonna have to catch up later on and also um, I buy pipes sometimes and I don't know if you've noticed but how much that stuff costs now and and the, the I hate increasing anything but I would rather do it gradually than have to do eight or nine percent in a year and a half or two years you know and if if we start deferring maintenance on our pipe that's in the ground I don't know that I don't think that's a good that's a recipe for disaster really um, so I mean if, if we could do it with less you know if we could do three percent or whatever a small amount but I don't think we should forego take you know taking care of the system that's in the ground uh, because I don't there's I think Steve said it the minute somebody turns on the faucet and it doesn't go and we have a big pipe burst and we have to jump in there it's going to cost more than if we would just maintain the pipe we had in the ground I have one other question too if I didn't I, I don't think we had it ready when we approved the budget but you have a copy you have the the capital improvement plan for utilities that part of this would be based on I think that if if we got that a copy of that and and was able to uh, show where the funding is going then it, it's harder it, it's easier to defend when you can say we could put it up here we, we have it in the on page uh, 21 it, this is a uh, the utilities portion summarized in our model but just to reference it uh, I'm sorry it's uh, I didn't I only went to page 20 in this oh, are the exhibits not is that the end yeah if you get if you and go I, to table Gave up on the exhibit. <laughs> That's what 20, fun is. 20 out of 26. What was yeah. it? What exhibit was it nine, uh, upper right hand corner. Yeah, that's it right there. You just get yeah. back two more. Yeah, and go. That's the funding. And Steve, that was the question you were asking off of that. that? The, the, the page before are the projects. If you go one back, go to page 21 of 26, please. 21. Oh, okay. No, it looks like okay. this. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's, a, it's on landscape and looks like this. Okay, yeah, that's perfect. That's exactly what I was asking. Lori, can you take it back one page yeah, to page 8 20. or exhibit 8? It's on page 21 or 26. There you go. Right there. No. In your there, yeah, that has all the projects over five years, and, and some of them are on, ongoing. You know, they're, they're annual, they're, they're the things um, Mr. Smith um, commented on of, you know, every year, and this is not operating, this is not the small stuff, this is the big stuff. Um, the operating is a whole nother table in here that we're funding, so those are the projects. And you see the bottom right hand corner, 55, almost $56 million. Like you're saying, this is not operating, this is not the operational cost of water and sewer yeah that's a whole nother table that's millions of other dollars in addition that's what it takes to operate this utility 
I think the um, mostly the revenues from water and sewer go to the the staffing of the um, utility department. Is that correct? About eight million a year of operating, not not this table. This is all capital, hard assets. But eight million in operating to get to keep everything going day to day. Eight million a year, and then there is some debt already for projects already completed. Um, so, I, I just wanted to add again that you know what we're showing on the on the study, the rate increase is not going to be huge. It is an increase though, and it's you know kind of perpetual. And I just wanted to make sure that as we do projects, that we look fiscally at a way to save money on these projects. You, if we know the rate's going to go up every year, just all the time, it's like there's no incentive for us to do that. So as as we go forward, I want us to make sure that we're doing that, and and to you know kind of go along with what you said. As long as there's a mechanism to where we can go look at it and say, no, no, we're not going to raise rates this year or whatever, whatever the reason might be. Hopefully, it's because we did save some money in other, uh, on our projects and, and got some of those grants and some of the things you were talking about. I just don't like the idea of it just a, you know, okay, it's January 1st, here goes rates again, going up again, with no, no explanation almost. Like so, the, I mean, that's how like I Like the feel. cable companies, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. And then oh. you got to call them up for the, the better rate. Well, we just time. talked about, oh, we're going to implement these rates in February, but then we're going to look at it again at, at the budget time. You know, can it wait to budget time? Can it wait six months or eight months? I don't know. But it just to me, it feels like it, t it feels automatic that we don't even know whether or not, you know, these these other projects that I ask about, you know, if we really drilled down, is was there any cost savings in those? Have any of that money rolled over into the next fiscal year or the following fiscal year? Those, those are the kind of questions that I was sort of asking. So there, there are dollars. There are dollars that that roll forward, um, and these rates were scheduled to go into effect in October, like two months ago. And as a staff, we've been talking about it. That's why they're pushed to to February. So really, we've had two years with no increases, right? October, 2023. If you push it off, it can cost you. Well, this would be a, a situation where there has to be two readings, correct? Right. Yeah, so this would be the acceptance of the, of the, this presentation here is the acceptance of the study. The next one is the public hearing, sorry, the next item is item 3.1, which is the ordinance. And that would be two hearings. It'd be this meeting and then the, I believe, January 8th meeting. All right, so business item 3.1 is um, the first ordinance um, amending the code, establishing a new schedule of rates. And then um, they're, they're the same thing. 
No. Right now we're on the Raptilis rate increase presentation. And then when we get to item 3.1, that'll be the first reading of the ordinance. Oh, oh we're then, doing the presentation that the mayor was going to give. Correct. Okay. Yes, yes. You're the one yes. who you wanted the change. Well, I screwed that. <laughs> Sorry. One other thing. So this will be tied to a CPI. In other words, we're not at a specific percentage every year. It could be 1% one year and 12% another year. I mean, I, I just... I would just like to us have a little more control over. Yeah, I wouldn't like to do a CPI, rely on the CPI uh, automatic. I, I think it should be like in here, you're proposing five years of a rate increase at the way I read it, it was 3% and then 2.5%. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, that's correct. It's two and a half is what we projected, not right. So that's a projection. One year's three percent, right? and then the next couple of years is two and a half percent. Yeah, it's a, the longer term projections. It's is it to be more moderate? But does that happen? I, you tell me. So um, I got my stuff all mixed up. It sounds like the three percent is because we haven't raised rates in in two years. Yeah. And we're probably we're initiating it almost halfway through the year. It would have been a lot more palatable to do. One and a half and one and a half, you know, okay. but but you know honestly, I mean I know the stuff's gone up so much that we 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 can be hurting ourselves by getting behind. I don't like increases at all, but I don't like twelve percent in one year either, you know. Well, and I think in the past we've done six five. and eight percent yeah. as we went we along. We did five percent so. oh. one year, and it was it was brutal. Yeah. So I, I think really that hurt you know. People. The, the, the schedule laid out was um, here it is. 2023, 0%, 2,025, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 
these are proposed rate changes, but if we have something come up, we could certainly change, not do it or change it, right? And, um, there's another one that we've been talking about, the mayor and I discussed with Amber Smith from Swift Mud, um, of getting some information on that we can impose where they do um, rehabs on existing apartment buildings where they can go in and um, cut your, you know, put new equipment in, uh, new fixtures in. More that, efficient. That's more efficient. So there's, you know, we can, we can still work and strive towards doing that as well. So for the first item then, the uh, rate increase in presentation, do you, did you want a, a motion or anything on that? I think, oh, just consensus. It's a consensus. I don't think we have a consensus. We don't have consensus. All right, <laughs> let's take a vote. <laughs> I'm, I'm comfortable with the study. As long as, you know, from what I'm hearing, yet we still have some control. That, that's, that's, but that's not what the study says. Well, so the control, I know what I'm, I'm saying, but I'm, but, I'm, but I'm hearing that yeah. we do have some. So, that's, that's, so the control will come in the language that's in the ordinance. So you're right in the ordinance. Yeah, I think that we can get to that item. I mean, but I'll read it. Right now it says that it'll increase each month, or excuse each me, year. each year. Yeah. <laughs> it'll increase each year. Um, based on upon the CPI and we could change that language to say that we will review you know whatever the language is we'll review it as part of the budget um, cycle and we can you know recommend what that increase is we tie it to the audit so if the audit says oh hey we didn't spend as much as we thought we would because of lowered construction costs or whatever then you know, then we make a decision on how much we're going to raise the rate that month, that year. I think the, looking at the audit is, is part of the overall equation because we'll know how much money we have carrying forward uh, right. or, you know, or rolling forward into the next. But if we tie year. it to CPI, it doesn't do that. We don't we don't have that mechanism in place. Right. Yeah, that's what I was saying. If, if we take out that language of the CPI and put in there that we're going to look at it during the budget cycle each year, probably. And I don't remember the language from the last ordinance. We probably put the same language back in that we've used for a number of years. I'm looking for. Okay. Yeah, I so think we'll it was a five-year. I, I would recommend that we say um, this is yeah. just a suggestion that we change that CPI to um, to read that we the annual rate adjustments will follow the schedule provided um, the zero zero the three percent um, the two and a half percent as um, amended through budget review prior to the or audit or something like that I think we have to have a basis in there of what we're going to do so I would go with the table you have given us and then that, say subject to is that for the business item you're talking about steve is that yeah is that in, for the business the item yeah. in the ordinance it says the ordinance right. says it would be by cpi well, well why don't well, we, i'm just thinking that the the work that was done here the numbers and everything that we see i think it all makes sense right i i don't have a problem with accepting the study 
because the numbers, I think, make sense for what we need to look at. It gives us something to look at to, but you know, move forward. it has recommendations. And I'm thinking right now that maybe we just uh, wait until we get the language that everybody's comfortable with in the ordinance before we take any action on it. I'm, that's just something I'm throwing out. What do you all what We do don't think? want to accept the study itself. Oh, we written. can certainly accept the study, but I think the language in the ordinance needs in the to ordinance, be tweaked. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I think what we're... What Councilman Burgess is getting at is two separate issues. There's the study that was done projecting our need, um, which we need to decide if we're going to accept. And then there's the implementation changes, which is the ordinance, which follow the study and it it can be altered by you, just like it, you know, like a pay study would. Yes. Uh, Proctor. Uh, Billy, is there a reason why we weren't discussing this during budget when we were doing budget that we're just hearing about it now we versus were, discussing yeah. it during we were, we were working on budget? it. We were, we were working on it. Oh, you were working on it at that time. Yeah. Um, well, let me let me just ask everybody on the council. Does everybody feel comfortable with the study as it's presented? If so, we can move on to the to the ordinance have I misread the study in that it has recommendations as to the as to the schedule of increases correct but and that doesn't mean it has to f flow through to the ordinance okay so all right I move that we accept the study uh, as presented second I have a motion and a second for approval of the study all in favor say aye aye, aye. all opposed aye aye okay motion pass or, Study is accepted 3-2. Um, now let's move on to the ordinance if we can. Um, and I think just general consensus right now that we want to uh, table this thing until we get languages a little more palatable. I think that's the thing because just like Charlie said, we're, we're getting this and we haven't, we've had five minutes. I mean, I, I looked at it over the weekend too, but I mean, still, we haven't had time to discuss it until now. So I think we, I think we definitely should table that until. Have a motion to table? Well, can I ask a couple questions sure. first? Um, we have two meetings in January, so we could do the first and second reading of the ordinance. I'm sorry, what was that question? We could do the first and second reading of the ordinance in January. Yes. How much is, is do you have a time frame where you have to notify residents of a rate increase? Oh, they've been notified that we're going to consider this on the water bills uh, for the last, what, Month. When, were the, when did that go started. out? That was lost. Water bills all through the month. Ted Beeson, finance director. All during the month of November on the water bills, we stated this meeting is the first public hearing and January is the second public hearing or just two public hearings. Okay. We, that, we could do remedial work. We could right, go. So we don't have to re-advertise that or notify them again? I mean, it's... We I can. think if you set it, if you reset it for a date certain here at the public meeting then we don't have to re-advertise it. And I, I you know, I was, uh, I didn't ask anybody if they wanted to, no, to, to speak to that item to study at all. Is there anybody who did sign up to speak? No one signed no? up Okay. Okay. So. Um, Before you take a vote, I, I want to research that and make sure that this statute's not a little different because of the utilities. I mean, that's how it is on on all the other ordinances at a public hearing once they've been noticed if you set them for a date certain at a, at that public hearing then that's 
that's good notice for the for the future hearing but the event that for some reason there's specific language that I don't know if top of my head that would require re-noticing it you're, you're probably looking at February uh, the two meetings in February because you got to have a full month of water bills and we're already you know 10 11 days into December if that makes sense what if we just don't take any action on this item I mean it, we just don't do anything that's kind of the same thing we're following the same still yeah I mean if it you won't just continue if, to the next meeting if bring you don't it back continue to us. it or or you you deny it or it doesn't pass um, then if we bring it before you again we would have to know what does that entail just putting something on the water bills Correct. We would still have to put the dates on the water bill when we anticipate that we're going to take action. And you would advertise, Loria, um, a public hearing, right? I would, yes, sir. So it would be advertised in the paper as well for the second reading? Yes. The public hearing meeting. So we would follow regular procedures for the ordinance, and then you could redo the message on the water bills? Yes, that is possible. Weigh in on it. Before we table, sure. I, uh, we did address the 4.2% increase or the CPI, and I think clearly we've heard that we want to go ahead maybe 3% and certain 2.2 or 2.5% what's stated in the study. I hear that clearly. The implementation on February 1st will probably be put off because we'll have to go ahead and redraft the ordinance and publication. The one other meaty part of the ordinance that's impacted some of the RV parks is to say that we need to look at establishing the base rates comparable to what single-family homes have for base rates. Our RV parks have been paying like a portion of that. So we've been trying to alert them that they would be paying more of the base rate. Two of the RV parks, or excuse me, an RV park and a mobile home, their residents greatly decreased during the summer. Their, the exodus is just tremendous. So we're trying to work out a proportionate amount that they would pay on those base rates based on their water consumption and folks leaving. So that's part that's put into the ordinance and that still is going to be something that's going to be negotiated on and talked about for quite some time. Do the um, do the um, trailer park uh, mobile mobile home parks? So you're saying they pay what percentage compared to what everyone else pays? Because I would assume they use the same amount of water as my house or your house. They're on the master meter. Yeah, they use less. They have master meters but uh, the amount of water is not substantially less than single-family residential. That's what I'm saying. Right, so your, your rate would be $22 a month for sewer. A rate at a mobile home would be um, $15 currently per, per meter charge. So were you saying possibly looking at adjusting them as well? The, the rate study goes ahead and calls for that adjustment but more so the RV parks to be adjusted up upwards as well. With consideration given that they're not occupied year-round. Some, some consideration. Some, some, some are and some are Consideration for, yes, the, the fact that we have a lot that move 
during the winter, excuse me, yeah, during the summer months, there's an exodus, and look at that proportional decrease in water. Had this discussion before when we did the water rates before. It's it, that that was one of the Big things. Deal. So I'm just you know, and I understand they don't have as many in the summertime. But but how are we going to monitor it? Will it be through meter use of water? I mean, how they they could say, well, I have 200 in the winter. I only have 50 now. And they may still have 150 there for all we know. So I mean, how are we going to how are we, we going to monitor that? We've been working on looking at the total use for the water, and because we have that advanced. Right, that's why I was wondering program. if we can, we can watch that. Okay. We can watch that, okay. and we have these snapshots of what it looks like for the year. Okay. We see what the winter average is, we annualize that, and take a look at what the total water consumption is. I just want to make sure we have a way to monitor that other than just someone telling us, oh, there's nobody here. Yeah, just not based on what someone's telling us, that's right. correct. Okay. And I've met some really great people with Emerald Park. They, they enjoy sitting down with me and having long conversations and very cordial. And they're, they're here. I wouldn't dissuade them from saying anything. But we're continuing on and trying to get a, a fair and equitable ordinance. I have a question. Don't studies show that usually uh, RV parks the, use less water than a single family home? I can take that, though. Yeah, if we look at what we're basing it on, Steve, I can show you. Um, RV parks, mobile home parks, single-family residential, we're not seeing a whole lot of movement on that while they are here. So while they're occupied, you, you see the same amount of water per unit. Because a lot of times those are one- and, and two-person units, and the single-family home could, is typically more family unit. And, you know, I know that when they do transportation impact fee studies, the connection fees for those are um, lower for those units than uh, single-family homes. So I'm just kind of, I'm just yeah, I mean, musing out loud. Irrigation left out of that equation, household meters, you don't see a substantial difference. But the, the, the study does talk about equivalent dwelling units. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Ted, uh, may I? Ted, are you finding that a lot of the mobile home residents are staying here year round now? Because I know a lot of my customers live in mobile homes and they're moving here. They're selling their house up north and staying here full time. And yeah, we do find it's like 80, 70, 80%. You'll see that. But rarely do you see it dip down below 50% of what that winter average is. So 70, 80% is what we typically see. Any further discussion? Questions for Ted while we have him up there? And, and Ted, you had spoke earlier about it being very capital intensive, the systems are, uh, that we have to put a lot of money into it every year, right? And then the, the debt we have, is it at a decent interest rate? I mean, I think it's, it's good, isn't it? Yes, most of our debt is, you know, below 2% yeah. on, on the sewers, free. water and sewer side. Also, the most debt we have is at the wastewater treatment plant. Is that correct? Correct, yes. I guess probably one of our largest valued properties if you looked at the cost. Yeah. Well, in 2016, they passed, uh, the legislator passed what they call fair market value for some of these systems. So less astute 
poorer communities who couldn't afford to take care of them or didn't take care of them sold the asset to make money for their cities to pay for other things. So we don't want that. We don't want privatization because <laughs> everyone loses. Yeah. Well, what, what's the council's pleasure on this? We've heard, we've discussed it enough, I think. Do you care to move on this item or do we just take no action, table it? Like I need direction. So I would ask the city attorney, can, can we just give general direction to modify that language as it relates to the pace and the amount of the increase? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And we can change the And make sure it's satisfactory as to on the second read. Um, you send it to us in advance. So, so there's, I mean, we're not changing the purpose of the ordinance we're changing the calculation so you can you can direct me to what's going to change and accept it on the first reading tonight or we can bring it back to you with proposed language change going to approve it with the language tonight i would need the specific language from you in the I don't think we understand. Yeah, I don't know exactly what we want the language to be. Do I have a move to table this item? Well, I have one more question. If okay. I can. Um, so if we do the two meetings in January, it could still be implemented February 1st. Is that correct? Hold on one second. <laughs> we need to look at something okay. before we answer that question. Maybe <laughs> so I think that we would have to push it to the first meeting of February because we're changing the dates so we have to advertise state statute requires right. that it goes on every bill so if we started now we wouldn't have everything advertised in time for the January 8th meeting for the first reading I mean, we could start it for the, we could advertise for the second meeting in January and the first meeting in February if UB sends out with the next billing cycle, right? Yeah. It would have to be the second meeting in January, which would be, I don't know, 22nd, January 22nd and February 12th. So I guess they could continue us to a date certain of those two dates, right? You could, but it's not going to change. I mean, we're still going mean, to. We still have to advertise it. Right. But we're still we, going to have to put it on the bills. So whether they give us a date certain uh, or not, it doesn't really matter. Okay. I mean, you could just give us direction to alter it based on your discussions tonight. We'll change it, republish it, re-notice it for the second meeting in January for the first reading and circulate drafts to you. The second meeting oh. January 22nd. I mean February, first meeting in February <laughs> is the 12th. Right. Okay.
So let's, since we're talking about it, let's take a look at the, uh, at the language that's given us heartburn in this and try and give some direction to staff. So what particularly in here did it tie? Was it the exhibit so, A? I mean, I think I have a, a pretty good idea of what okay, said, but you, I, I can point you to. You, you understand. I mean, in other words, we don't want to be, I don't think, I think the general consensus is not tied to it. Happening year after year, and the, the, give well, us the ability to to review it. And part of the reason that's done is because if you if you set it out year after year in an ordinance, even if it's for a short period, three years, ever five years, that it's set today or at you know this ordinance time, and it's not. We don't have to go through this process each time. But if there's caveats in there where we're reconsidering what the the change may be in year two we go through and re-notice on the bills and have the two public hearings again fine i just wanted to point that out that's why we kind of if it's recommended that we do multiple year increases then we do it all in one ordinance to avoid that process um so if you're looking at the ordinance it's on it's on the uh First page under um, section two, subsection B, where it talks about the water and sewer rates shall increase annually on October 1st, being billed starting November 1st, according to the consumer price index. All rates will be increased by the 12th month increase recorded in September. In the event that they decrease the rates will not be lowered right so so what you're saying is then my understanding is you're, you're wanting to put a specific percentage on it for this year and yep. propose i mean even if there's a way we could tie it in with the audit yeah but then you don't want to have to do a study every time either you know spend the money on it so if to, I guess we were wanting wanting to be able to if we had an influx of money from an alternate source that's not listed in the study then we wanted to pass the savings along to the consumer so what if we did what if we said okay so section C says the city manager or designee is hereby authorized to promulgate appropriate city documents in order to implement the rate adjustment each year couldn't we say uh, propose adjustments based on historical data or something like that could we change that language i mean i think it it would have to be something to where people in the public reading it would know where to look to see what the change would be if you tie it to this this is to the cpi each year then you know whatever that that number is they can find that out and and the ordinance just authorizes the city manager to to physically make the change in what the prices are in the system uh, because you tied it to the CPI, which, you know, will adjust. Um, I don't. How much work is it for like tied to the audit for you to tell us, hey, this is what the the money was this year. We need this much of an increase. I mean, how much how much work does that involve? what I'm trying to get at so I mean, is it a lot of a lot of uh, budgeting type things or I mean uh, it's the model that 
I mean, I know what we're talking about right here is just automatically go up. Even if, even if we didn't need the money, it says it's still not going to get lowered. So, um, right. But what I'm saying, if we were to have our own input into it, how much how much involvement is there? If we look at the audit or whatever, that says, "Wow, well, we're you know we're rolling into cash this year, how about no increase." I mean, is that a lot of work? It, to say that we have the working capital to go ahead and take care of emergency needs, and then we'll look at the debt and look at our capital projects to lo load all that into the model. I don't have their type of modeling that they put together. It's not anything I would recommend the staff take in in-house. And that's not for lack of work. It's just sophistication you're going to find in somebody like me. Okay, that, that's what I'm kind of getting at. But I just uh, I think what we're, we're kind of hung up on is we want to have the ability to, you know, say no to an increase in a particular year. That's all we're really looking for, I think. Well, the study recommends what at the first year. For the multiple years after, I mean, what you could do is change the language to adopt the, the study language in here and continue with it and pass it, and then each year doesn't prevent you from looking at it from a council or directing staff to look at it and then if it needs to be adjusted bring a new ordinance at that time amending this ordinance to adjust it either high up or down based on well, that's the really what it amount to is an amendment an ordinance mm -hmm. amendment type thing I'm just trying to find the easiest way for us to do this well so that should should it say in there someone may be reviewed by council each year or something like yeah, that some um, um, the only thing is what will happen is next when it comes into effect we'll be doing something else and it's like we I don't remember that you know and then, then all of a sudden well somebody will have to implement it so at the time when you say implement it then something will kick in and says hey let's have it let's just have a, a, a review on the thing you know and I think if you do a review and nothing's changed then we don't go through the process every year of um, right the ordinance still sitting there right, right? Um, I think part of what Ted's saying though is, is is that's what we've paid the consultant to do is do the review and tell us what we need and that's not an easy fast cheap process to do every year I mean let's say I, I think this should the, the ordinance should reference the study and the table that they gave us for the next five years with the three percent you could get into a situation where how are we going to determine if we have if the costs have actually gone up 2.3 percent or 2.4 percent? And if it's 2.4, are we going to re? Do it every year, but um, you know we're counting on our staff to to take the funding that we're giving them to do the jobs they're required to do, and and the billing to, to, to do their job and then the consultant to provide the expertise on getting us there. I mean, almost here we're kind of trying to micromanage one aspect of a revenue source and we don't do that anywhere else. Yeah, I think that's, that's a fair point. I mean, right now we have it as the CPI, which is higher than what was recommended. So what was proposed by the city manager at the start is accept this um, but instead of the CPI accept it with directed uh, language that you approved tonight 
implementing what was recommended in the study of the three percent this year and 2.5 for the you know the next you could do two years or four years and and if there's some kind of drastic change there's always the ability to come back and amend it i mean as council you have the authority to change it whenever you want as long as you give appropriate notice yeah no i mean not to diminish any of the work that you've just described and you say well we don't do that for anything else but i think water rates are probably the one thing that water and sewer and sanitation um you know, these are the these are the basic services we provide to our residents, and they're the ones that they see and feel and are most vis visible. So, if we're not paying attention to something as simple as that, and, and again, I mean, when people hear we're going to raise your water rates, my phone starts ringing off the hook. I don't know about yours, but you know, the reality is is that we just want to make sure that we're not approving a blanket increase every year without evaluating it based on real-time things. So for example, the question, did we have any money left over from last year that rolled over to this year, that I couldn't get an answer to that question. If 200,000, if we had $200,000 in surplus that didn't get spent on projects or whatever and rolled into this year's fiscal year, would that impact whether or not we increased rates? I don't know. So those, you know, that kind Based of Based on twelve million dollars of projects, I would say two hundred thousand dollars rolling forward would not in million, impact the whether or not the we have to increase. raise rates on you know. It may change it from three percent to two point. I don't know. But I, I'm not, I can't guess numbers, but I can tell you that if if that much if that did roll over, that it's going to be done that year still, so that the the use of that funding is still being made, and and we need that fund project go I don't think I mean everything doesn't fit neatly into a fiscal year you're not gonna you can't plan something and have everything come you know be done by September 30th it, it just doesn't work that way so I, I get that but I guess what I was saying is that we have surplus so you said if if the project finished now what I was saying is the project finished under budget could you know with that money roll over to the next fiscal year that's all I was saying well, it'll go so, back into a general utility fund. So it, it goes into the utility fund. There, there's money that does, does roll over. Not every penny is spent each year, um, but that was part of the study that was presented to you, is that is taken into account. I will say that this was noticed on every single water bill for the last month, and there, we have three gentlemen, to my knowledge, looking at the audience, we have three gentlemen here on this item on this item so we advertise this this meeting on water increase rate water rate increases to every customer every utility customer and we have three individuals sitting here um, I, mean, I think that well, kind of speaks volumes and uh, also, I'm, also I'm trying to say is that <laughs> I not don't like being tied into an automatic it, that gives us no incentive to be fiscally responsible when we just know we're going to get more money in the next year. So I just would like to have a mechanism, and I don't know, Matt kind of came up with one that seemed kind of simple, that if we could, some year, three years from now, say, we're not going to raise the rates this year. We may, three years from now, we might have to say, we have to raise them 10%. I don't know what's going to happen. 
but I just want to be able to to have that ability is all I'm saying I just don't like these automatic increases every year it goes up um, without I don't know justification I don't know what word you want to use but um, and, and and I and I know we're talking about one and there's other items you made good points there Steve about you know we're not looking at this anywhere else but as, as Jody made good points too this this is the one thing that everybody does see well, they so. see their property taxes. Too. Yeah, I know property tax, and, same type you know, of thing. We, kept, we maintain the same rate, but we got more money from sure. it because things are valued more. Right. So everything goes up. I yeah. mean, I, you know, you can say it's an automatic, but it's automatic that the pipes they're going to be buying next year or the more. front loader or whatever the thing they use to go in there is going to go up as well. I mean, I saw, I asked him one day about. Uh, we were we approved on a consent agenda a truck that was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I said, "Are you for real?" And yeah, that's what they cost now. You know, it's everything we buy in the challenges. city is expensive. It was a, special a police truck. car, uh, totally outfitted just with all truck. their stuff and the lights and the the shield and it's going to be what eighty grand or more ninety thousand dollars for a police car. Right, they're about much? 55 right now, 55, 60. But for the a couple car, years ago, they were 35. Fit for the car, but when you put the light bar and all that other stuff, how? No, not that much. It's with the equipment. It's 55 with the equipment? It's expensive. That's your right. point. Yeah. It's just, there goes that argument. Never mind. Um, yeah. Do, yeah. Well, have this public hearing tonight. And I, I think you're right. I, the, the more we've sat and discussed this thing, um, we have the ability if we have an un, unbelievable amount of money coming to influx we can we can make the change in we didn't have an increase for two years before this we've got water we know we're short on water and I noticed one of the line items was to put a well in which we may need I would say right so you know we can kick the can, we can kick the can down the road but somebody's we're gonna have to eventually do something And I don't like increases either. But like I said, I don't like a 12% increase in one year. I wish we'd have done small increases the last two years rather than have to even do this. So. I'll tell you, what, while we were talking, not that it matters to people in Zephyr Hills, but Fort Lauderdale has 14%, 6.5%, 9 and I think 12% over the next four years. So we could be looking at those. Again, different systems, different scenario. But... Um, you know, the study does say that we're behind. We need to increase, and I agree. We take smaller steps opposed to saying, nope, let's yeah. wait, let's wait. And then three years from now, we're having this conversation, and you have to, the council, whoever it may be at that time, has to make a decision of raising it 10, 12, 15%, well, or you do a small increase today. And the other thing is, unlike soon. property taxes, this is one thing we can control a little bit. We don't use the, the resource, you know. I don't leave the thing on full blaster. I tell my son to get out of the shower after 10 minutes instead of 20 <laughs> minutes, you know. So, I mean, there are things we can do. This this is something we can control to a certain extent, um, unlike the property taxes, which you can't. You can't control the increase in them and the value. So, I mean, I, I, I would like to see us go ahead and take some action on this tonight, but I can't push anything forward if we if we take action on it is there still ability to change the language like kind of like we've been discussing on the second public hearing or, or that yeah I mean 
because we're still back to the point where we just got the study now, even though, like I said, we looked at it and we haven't really had a chance. We're, this is our first open discussion with it, and you know, maybe we need to have some more discussions with you or whatever. I just, I just don't, you know, I hate to just say, yeah, let's just do it. I don't, yeah, think, I don't, it'll, I don't think it'll hurt to wait till January and, and get the corrected ordinance, and then if we can, you know, it gives more time to look this over if you want, yes. and sure. then we can take the action. I'm... I don't like, I, you know, if we pass a water bill increase, I'm going to pay it myself as well. So I, you know, nobody likes increases. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I, I think to keep the um, utility department operating the way that we appreciate how they operate, then we need to make sure that we're properly funding them. So I don't mind waiting till January. And think, having the language corrected. I think it would be better at this point to probably wait than mm -hmm. to try to modify it on the on the yeah. fly with this since it's it's not like a clear consensus either. Like it's one, oh, we're going to put in 5% instead of 6% or something. It's not very clear. Um, and I would it, rather just re-advertise it and start fresh. I don't think it's going to hinder us too much to... Sorry to have to do it that way, but... <clears throat> that way it's cleaner and then we'll if it's approved then it won't start that much after the fact that what you had already planned for right. we, yeah we'd st we'll start at the table March. this item are we table thing? we got to do something I, I, I would just pull it and we'll bring it back to you we'll read we'll republish it and all as long as it makes and we're, we're not in uh we did have discussion on it tonight. We just didn't take action at this point. Yep, Is that what I'm saying? Yep, there's no action. Okay. Okay. So no action on this item. We'll move on to citizen comment item four. Is anyone signed to speak? Yes. Um, Joan Murphy is uh, here to speak. State your name and address for the record, and you'll have three minutes. Uh-oh. I broke it. Yeah. <laughs> you can just hold it, Joan. Okay. It'll bend down. Good evening. I, that's what I tried to do on this. Oh, there here you go. go. Yeah. Good evening. Joni Murphy, 4718 Coates Road, Hills. Uh, been the owner of Skydive City for 33 years now. 33 years, how it goes. So tonight I'm here to introduce you to new managers of Skydive City. Kyle and Lauren Sabato. Uh, they also have a daughter. Uh, she's four years old and she's not feeling well, so Lauren couldn't make it tonight. Uh, they also are going to be the future owners of Skydive City. Uh, that transition will probably happen the first quarter of next year. So Kyle would like to come up and speak to you a little bit. He's going to tell you a little bit about their history. Kyle. Good evening. Uh, my name is Kyle Salvato, and my wife Lauren, like Fiorni said, is at home with our daughter. Um, Lauren and I are a power couple with a combined 35 years of uh, skydiving business management and ownership. Lauren has a degree in criminal justice and has been managing skydive centers for the past 22 years. She's also a pilot and an accomplished skydiver with over 3,000 jumps. Um, I'm a man of many hats and always have been. I I uh, have a Bachelor of Science in Facilities Engineering and worked as a Merchant Marine for 20 years while balancing my career in skydiving and aviation. 
Um, aside from having a child, did anyone, can anyone in this room tell me their, a pivotal moment in their life where their life changed forever? I can. I can. We got you. Sure. <laughs> I think when Nick offered me a job. Oh, there you go. The birth of my first child. Yeah, ch children on yeah. Bar, bar none. But mine was uh, June 7th in 2007, and it was 15 years ago when my life changed with one single moment, and that was the day I made my first skydive. My wife, who wasn't my wife at the time, put me on an airplane, and um, when I landed, my trajectory on this planet has never been the same. So here I am, 8,500 jumps later, standing in front of a town city council meeting with a parachute on it, and um, that was all from one jump. I'm a commercial pilot, a certified airplane mechanic, and own a fleet of turbine aircraft. Again, all from one single jump. <laughs> um, so Lauren and I are family-oriented uh, small business owners that moved here from New Jersey, um, where we grow a successful skydive business with an excellent safety record for the past 10 years. And that business also extensively supports the local economy. So each year, Skydive City has over visitors from over 80 countries to help support the economy, and we hope to continue to bolster that and grow. Um, we've already set plans in motion to grow and bolster the business and our relationship with the city, I hope. We've begun working with local businesses, events, colleges, and small businesses to uh, do the same cross-marketing, and you know, when people come to us, they come to other small businesses, so that's a very big thing we're, we're hoping to continue to work on. Um, we hope to get to know all of you and look forward to building our family here. And I would like to say thank you again for your time and anything you guys need, you're more than welcome. And if you want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane, which there's no such thing, you know where to find us, right? <laughs> all right, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, and welcome, too. We're glad to have you here. All right, very good. Anybody else sign up to speak? All right, anyone care to speak at this time? Bill back there now? No? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll move on to there's, the city manager now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. Just your name and address for the record, please. Um, my name is Dana Connolly, 3445 Barrel Lane in Zephyr Hills. I am here as uh, the chairman of the Finance Committee for Emerald Point RV Resort. And I would like to address the proposed ordinance number 1473-24. And these gentlemen here, this is Ron Irwin. He's the president of our board of directors. And the other gentleman is Dan Stern, our vice president of the board of directors at Emerald Point. I want to follow up and, and make our concerns known to uh, the city council about the proposed rate increase to be effective in February concerning uh, RV resorts where you have a fluctuating population during the, uh, the period of the, of the 12 months. When Ted came to us and introduced this to the, the idea that we're going to change this, and it's not so much the rates we're opposed to, it's we were rated as a company prior to the implementation of this, if it passes, and we paid a small, a, a, we have a, a four inch single meter, and we have, according to your records, 297 homes in our park. We collect, we pay the water bill, Emerald Point does. And so 
we paid every month $142.50 for the water and $551.72 for our base rate, base rate for the sewer and then whatever gallons we had. <clears throat> this plan did away with that, which has been in effect for 11 or 12 years. And so our base rate is now determined by the number of units times the rates published in this in this proposal so our our rate our base water rate jumps from 142 dollars and 50 cents every year if we use the full rate to well over 800 and the sewer rate jumps from 551 to 3400 now we went we which is you're talking about big amounts of money here every month and the 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 gallonage does not change the usage does not change that's the base rate so we're looking at forty thousand dollars more on our water bill before you even touch the rate increases the gallonage forty thousand dollars and our current water bill annually is about eighty thousand dollars so this is where we came to ted and we said we'd like to have some relief we produced some numbers that said that well over two-thirds of our people leave Emerald Point every year. A lot of them are Canadians. They turn off the water, they leave. And I proposed a, a, a proposal to Ted based on these percentages, and I got around. We really have about 41, 42, 43% usage on an average during the course of the year. And Ted accepted that, and he came back to me with this proposal. He based his on measuring gallonage, and he came up with a formula that, honestly, I've, I felt like we could live with. If, if I'll read it for you. <clears throat> so to compensate for the, the difference in usage during the 12-month period, uh, for master metered mobile home and RV parks, which we were one, um, but we used to be considered as a commercial business. We had the one rate. The base rate will be calculated by multiplying the number of units for the park at full capacity, that's 297 units, uh, at the rate above for parks where summer water use June through August is less than 50%. Ours hovers in the 30s and will probably never change. Uh, less than 50% of the winter. Uh, used January through March, the number of units will be reduced by the proportion of annual water use divided by the annualized winter water use, which is calculated by January to March multiplied by four. And I did the formula. So I come out that we take our 297 units, that comes out to be about 42-43 in that area, based on 2023 figures. And so, but it all, I, but there was no provision to call for how often do we calculate this and who calculates it and when. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so I uh, had a meeting, we had a meeting with Ted for confirmation of this formula and to establish a, a method uh, of calculating it on an annual basis. Despite the tremendous increase, I can, so now, if we use my formula, we're looking at roughly $20,000, $21,000 a year. And Ted came to us before this, before we did our budget in November, 
And so we, we made some concession for that in our budget. But in, I came for confirmation from Ted, but he interprets this as the other way around. Instead of, let's say, 40%, he calculates 60%. But that's not what it says. So we're here for, to appeal the situation. It's a great amount of money for our residents, every one of them. We, Emerald Point's been here since 1997. We just spent $70,000 for a capital improvement on our, on our park. We're proud of our park. Uh, we support everything Zephyr Hills does. We give the police department, the fire department, and everything. We want to live here. This is, this is where we want to make our homes, and we want to continue to make Emerald Point something that we're proud of. We maintain our own lines. You have no service on our water lines. In fact, we, we suffered a $15,000 water break over the 4th of July that cost us $15,000 to repair it. The city had no part of that. When, the, when the, the, the pipes break, the valves break, we fix them. Emerald Point is a 100% volunteer governed. We have, no, we have no managing company or anything like that. Our, uh, it, no one's paying. I'm not paid to do this. So, but this is an issue that is very concerning to our park due to the, the it's catastrophic when you look at our budget, say, oh, you were paying $693 every month and now it's 2,500 or 3,000 or whatever. The way, if we, we do it the way Ted wants to do it and use the percentage, the inverse of what it says it makes a difference of, I'm talking 43, 57, whatever. In the great scheme of things, the city of Zephyr Hills, not a great amount of money, but I'm here to say, okay, we want to work with you guys. We know maybe we had a deal that was available then over these last 10 or 12 years, uh, but we understand we have to change. We can, we can accommodate that, but the way this is written, if it's interpreted the way it's written, uh, it would be my inclination to go to my board of directors and say, hey, I recommend we go along with this. And we adjust it. I don't, Ted's method is more quantitative, absolutely, and I agree with that. On the gallonage, it's just which, do you use the 43 or the 57? Makes a difference. So, that is it's our position on it, and we would like to just want to make sure you're all aware of it. We think that's a fair and equitable solution that, that is acceptable to us. We can accept that. We don't mind paying. But on a, on a common sense standpoint, you Mr. could look at and it. Mr. And Mr. Cooley, and we, if, if we can meet, if we can, I know Ted has your information. If I can have a conversation with Ted, we can meet. So myself and Ted and staff can meet with, with you and the group. Um, and have a conversation about this this week. Okay, thank you very much. We want a positive resolution for you right. too, yes. Can I ask a question? Um, what is this from? What are we changing? This is the, so what happens is there's a four inch meter that we charge a base rate on. Uh, anything else that has master meters we charge per unit that's attached to it. That's not the situation here. So there's 297 units, so we're looking at that instead of charging it year-round, 
because the park numbers decrease in the, in the um, summertime, we're looking at what that formula is of how we can decrease those base fees in the summertime when the, when when the number there. of units that are utilizing the system are not here or not being used. And you would base the rate basically on the water usage so you would know that the volume went down and all that? Correct. I wanted to take a look at annual water use, what the winter months water use, annualize that and get a percentage that way. Um, well, that sounds like they have a very good handle on their finances and y'all have that. So if y'all could work together some way equitable, I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can do that. That had nothing to do with the water study, did it? Yes. 100% had to do with the water study. All right. That's what, <laughs> all right. Yeah. That's yes. why I wanted to know why, how it came in. Because yeah. then that was noting the differences in the, okay. Yeah, the yes. equivalent dwelling units were right. comparisons, okay. Question, Ted, are there other mobile home parks that have reached out to you that have the same type of concerns? No, um, I have like one or two others I'm probably going to reach out to and say, this is coming your way. Do they know about it yet? Some of them do not. Oh, the, uh, notice on the bill I versus like writing a letter or phone call and uh, letting them know like we need to have discussion. Because I know I'm bad. I don't read my bill. Okay. <laughs> if it has an insert, it falls out when I open the mail. Maybe I'll look at it. <laughs> yeah, so, so if we could, yeah. you'll work with them, see if we can yeah. get something that's equitable and we'll use that same calculation for the others for as the well. Others. But I do think you're, you're right. We need to make sure that they understand that because you knew and budgeted for it. So right. you knew there was, y'all knew and, and budgeted. So yeah. thank, thank y'all for coming down and sitting through this too. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. um, anyone else signed to speak or care to speak? Okay, uh, I'm gonna move on to the, uh, let's see, Maricom, announcements. All I want to say is everybody have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you after the new year, but we certainly hope that you have a very merry and welcome to our community. We're excited to get to know you. Thank you. City manager announcements? City attorney announcements? Start down here with uh, Councilman Burgess. Real quick, like everybody who was involved with the Christmas parade and the Christmas party for the city, you know, great job. They both turned out really well. A lot of good work. I also want to uh, thank Mr. DeFord. He comes here and gives an invocation, and he always stays through the entire meeting for us, too. So I appreciate you being down here for that. And everybody have a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. So um, the same for me. The, I had a great time at the party. Uh, Main Street just hit it out of the park. I, I don't know how they put on a parade for 10,000 people with just a few volunteers, but it's pretty amazing. And thank you so much to our police and our public public safety group, um, our, our public works department who worked so hard to get ready for those events. Everyone, happy holidays. Thank you. Doctor? Uh, I don't have much tonight, but I, I can understand that uh, I appreciate that y'all came and explained your situation. And uh, we are a city that likes to try to work with individuals. So thank you. And I'd like to just wish everyone a very happy, a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. I endorse everything they all said. <laughs> Amen. And I do the same. I, I appreciate everybody coming here. And, uh... Especially this guy in the back down, back here. 
Merry Christmas, Mr. Earl. The, the guy that has Santa Claus already visited Mr. Earl. He's got all of his packages there. But yeah. <laughs> again, uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for sitting through the meeting, and the thank meeting you, is Joe. adjourned. Bill Burgess. Bill. <laughs> for the year.